of the morning to you, Cisa. You smoothie, me ice cold pizza. Cafe, ole, latte, da. You do the Zumba, but I do not. Give me like half a marathon. I'll give you the gospel of St. John. It's been like the wake up on. Cause we both know that it's mercy flows in the morning.
would go out this morning and that your word would shine upon our path so that we would walk and be right with you, Lord. Amen. Uh, Dr. Shepard this morning typed into the chat room that mission accomplished, witchcraft bound. Uh, she explains she's going to explain that more Monday, so you'll want to be sure to to uh, listen and uh, hear what she's got to say about that. And she says spiritual things must be spiritually discerned. A lot of things could be said, but if it's not the word of God, what use is it? You know, it, it's one thing to have a lot of things to say and to and have good intent, but at the end of the day, our, our goal, our mission, our, our purpose needs to be in Christ so that, so that the, so that we are saved, so that we're in right relationship with him. Amen. In John 9, in the King James, John 9 says, And Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth, and his disciples asked him, saying, Master, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither hath this man sinned nor his parents, but that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I must work the works of him that sent me while it is day. The night cometh when no man can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And when he had thus spoken, spat on the ground, and made clay of the spittle, and he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay, and said unto him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is by interpretation sent. He went his way, therefore, and washed, and came seeing. The neighbors, therefore, and they which before had seen him that was blind, said, Is not this he that sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him, but he but he said, I am he. Therefore said they unto him, How are thine eyes open? He answered and said, A man that is called Jesus made clay and anointed mine eyes and said unto me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. And I went and washed and I received sight. Then said they unto him, Where is he? He said, I know not. They brought to the Pharisees him that aforetime was blind, and it was the Sabbath day when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. Then again the Pharisees also asked him how he had received his sight. He said unto them, He put clay upon mine eyes, and I washed and do see. Therefore said some of the Pharisees, This man is not of God, because he keepeth not the Sabbath day. Others said, How can a man that is a sinner do such miracles? And there was a division among them. They say unto the blind man again, What sayest thou of him, that he hath opened thine eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him, that he had been blind and received his sight, until they called the parents of him that had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, whom you say was born blind? How then doth he now see? 
His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son and that he was born blind, but by what means he now seeth, we know not. Or who hath opened his eyes, we know not. He is of age, ask him. He shall speak for himself. These words spake his parents because they feared the Jews, for the Jews had agreed already that if any man did confess that he was Christ, he should be put out of the synagogue. Therefore said his parents, he is of age, ask him. Then again called they the man that was blind and said unto him, give God the praise. We know that this man is a sinner. He answered and said, whether he be a sinner or no, I know not. One thing I know, that whereas I was blind, now I see. Then said they to him again, what did he to thee? Opened he thine eyes. He answered them, I have told you already, and you did not hear. Wherefore would you hear it again? Will you also be his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, Thou art his disciples. Thou art his disciple, but we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spake unto Moses. As for this fellow, we know not from whence he is. The man answered and said unto them, Why herein is a marvelous thing, that ye know not from whence he is, and yet he hath opened mine eyes. Now we know that God heareth not sinners, but if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, he heareth. Since the world began, was it not heard that any man opened the eyes of the of one that was born blind? If this man were not of God, he could do nothing. They answered and said unto him, Thou wast altogether born in sin, and dost thou teach us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said unto him, Dost thou believe on the Son of God? He answered and said, who is he, Lord, that I might believe on him? And Jesus said unto him, Thou hast both seen him, and it is he that talketh with thee. And he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I am come into this world, that they which see not might see, and that they which see might be made blind. And some of the Pharisees which were with him heard these words and said unto him, Are we blind also? Jesus said unto them, If ye were blind, ye should have no sin. But now ye say, We see, therefore your sin remaineth. Now here is a real story in which is manifested a personal, personal and in the flesh, example of the word, of the visitation of God. And this man's reality from birth was a birth effect that had him in darkness. But the effect on him of meeting Jesus transformed his life, transformed him. And now his new reality was that he had new life and that he could see. This is an example of Jesus, the light of the world shining into the darkness of this man's life. A personal, in the flesh, meeting of the Word of God. 
a manifestation of the word of God. See, God is for us. He is for you. He's for me. And from the time of the arrival of the word of God, the manifestation of God's goodness transformed people's lives personally and in the flesh. And this man, when he met Jesus, he grasped, he laid hold of, he comprehended from his spirit, and he fully believed. Jesus is believed and received by this man when the light of Jesus, when the light of Jesus knocked on the door of his heart. The man from his darkness met the light of the world. And right away he comprehended that light in his spirit man. In Second Kings six, eight through twenty three, Elisha is his prophet, as you know. A lot of things are going on here. You know, there's you have prophets that went through trials and of uh, oppression. They were there were times when they were hunted down and their their lives were you know put on the line and and God moved in 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 that respect. But also, Israel as a nation had enemies around it. When in walking in God's word, when in obedience, the nation of Israel enjoyed the favor and the protection of God. Because the covenant promises did not fail. They were true. And God looked after his people so long that they obeyed and they were in right relationship with him. So here in verse 8, it begins, Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servant saying, in such and such a place shall be my camp. And the man of God sent unto the king of Israel, saying, Beware that thou pass not such a place, for thither the Syrians are come down. And the king of Israel sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of and saved himself there, not once nor twice. Therefore the heart of the king of Syria was sore troubled for this thing, and he called his servants and said unto them, Will you not show me which of us is for the king of Israel? And one of his servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel, tell the king of Israel the words that thou speakest in thy bedchamber. And he said, Go and spy where he is, that I may send and fetch him. And it was told him, saying, Behold, he is in Dothan, therefore sent he did their horses and chariots and a great host, and they came by night and compassed the city about. And when the servant of the man of God was risen early and goeth forth, gone forth, behold, an host compassed the city both with horses and chariots. And his servant said unto him, Alas, my master, how shall we go do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, open his eyes that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire 
round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness according to the word of Elisha. And Elisha said unto them, This is not the way, neither is this the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. But he led them to Samaria. And it came to pass when they were come unto, into Samaria that Elisha said, Lord, open the eyes of these men that they may see. And the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw. And behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. And the king of Israel said unto Elijah, when he saw them, My father, shall I smite them? Shall I smite them? And he answered, Thou shalt not smite them. Wouldest thou smite them, whom thou hast taken captive with thy sword and with thy bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. And he prepared great provision for them. And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away. And they went to their master. So the bands of Syria came no more unto the land of Israel. Now you'll see here, again, sight. Many key words like see, blind, open their eyes, close their eyes. Vision, revelation, the hidden thing uncovered. See, spiritual things must be spiritually discerned. How are they spiritually discerned? Well, of the spirit, but by whose spirit? Psalm 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. You'll notice that word path. I don't know if you've caught on to it, if you've uh, been observing in the last week, but the word path kept being brought up. It kept uh, being spoken and uttered. And I'll, right away, I want to let you know that this, this message is not, this warning is not about occult illumination, not about mental ascension. It's not about some cryptic mystery, religious pursuits, none of that. What this word this morning is about is about Jesus, the light of the world. Jesus, the light of the world. See, the blind man was affected from his birth by a defect, a birth defect. But when you come into contact with God, it's known that you are transformed. You, you can't help but be transformed and impacted and changed. By God's goodness. And this man who was born blind with a defect was affected by the life of the light of Jesus. In John eight twelve says, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. Amen. Don't you want that light of life? See, spiritually, things are uncovered. They're discerned. Genesis 1, 1 through 5, in the beginning God created the heaven and the earth. And the earth was without form and void, and the darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. And God saw the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. 
and God called the light day, and the darkness he called night, and the evening and the morning were the first day. John 1, 1 through 5 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him, and without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. The word there, comprehend, is from the Greek word katalama lamba, katalamba, no, katalambano, from the Strong's, and it means to lay hold of, katalambano, katalambano, comprehend, it means to lay hold of, to lay hold of, so as to make one's own, to obtain to attain to, to make one's own, to take into one's self, to appropriate, to seize upon, to take possession of, to detect, to catch, to lay hold of with the mind, to understand, to perceive, learn, comprehend. And the main crutch of the meaning of this word seems to indicate that the darkness didn't get it. It couldn't catch on to. It couldn't comprehend. It couldn't understand or grasp the light. It did not discern, did not yada, what it was when it appeared. There are times when God does use blinding of the eyes for various reasons, as we saw in the scriptures. The man Saul was blinded off of his horse while on a road going somewhere with evil intent. Evil intent. Upon being introduced, meeting Jesus and being blinded, he was transformed. And we know his name was changed from Saul to Paul. And we know that he went on to write some of the most important words of the New Testament by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. He was transformed and his eyes were opened later on. And some sometime in history the tools to see and hear and understand spiritually had been had been lost. They were iniquity. And see, man doesn't always perceive when he's not in right relationship with God. Man doesn't always see and understand. You see, we, God tells us in his word that he has allowed the eyes of sinners to be blinded, but that he will again open the eyes of the blind. Isaiah 6, 9 through 10, and he said, go and say to this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy and blind their eyes, lest they see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and turn and be healed. Matthew thirteen, fourteen through 15. Indeed, in their case, the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled that says, you will indeed hear, but never understand, and you will indeed see, but never perceive. For this people's heart has grown dull, and with their ears they can barely hear, 
and their eyes they have closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear and understand with their heart and turn, and I will heal them. Romans 8, 11, 8, I'm sorry, Romans 11, verse 8, chapter 11, verse 8, as it is written, God gave them a spirit of stupor, eyes that would not see and ears that would not hear down to this very day. Isaiah 44, verse 18, they know not, nor do they discern, for he has shut their eyes so that they cannot see in their hearts so that they cannot understand. Second Corinthians 4, verse 4, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers to keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God. John twelve forty, he has blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, lest they see with their eyes and understand with their heart in turn, and I would heal them. Second Corinthians three fourteen. But their minds were hardened. For to this day, when they read the old covenant, that same veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ it is taken away. But their minds were hardened, for to this day when they read the old covenant, that same veil remains unlifted, because only through Christ. And God promised that he would again open the eyes of the blind, bringing light into darkness of the world. Ezra 9, verses 8 and 9, says, And now for a little space, grace hath been showed from the Lord our God to leave us a remnant to escape and to give us a nail in his holy place that our God may lighten our eyes and give us a little reviving in our bondage. For we were bondmen, yet our God hath not forsaken us in our bondage, but hath extended mercy unto us in the sight of the kings of Persia to give us a reviving, to set up the house of our God, repair the desolations thereof, and to give us a wall in Judah and in Jerusalem. Isaiah 35, verse 5 says, Then the eyes of the blind shall be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped. This prophetic coming light would be the Messiah. He would be the Messiah. This light that would come to save and uncover and reveal would be the Messiah, would be Jesus. Isaiah 42, 6 and 7, I, the Lord, have called thee in righteousness and will hold thine hand and will keep thee and give thee for a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison and then that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Isaiah twenty nine eighteen. In that day the deaf shall hear the words of a book, and out of their gloom and darkness the eye of the blind shall see. Psalm one nineteen eighteen. Open my eyes that I may behold wondrous things out of your law. Isaiah sixty. 1 and 2, arise, shine, for your light has come, 
and the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. For behold, darkness shall cover the earth, and thick darkness the peoples. But the Lord will arise upon you, and his glory will be seen upon you. When John the Baptist was born, his father, Zacchaeus, prophesied. He was a priest in the temple, and he prophesied a prayer over the baby and mentions God's purpose to involve John in the coming of the dayspring light of Jesus. Luke 1, 78 and 79, I, part of Zacchaeus' prayer and prophecy is, Through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the dayspring from on high hath visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet into the way of peace. Again, we see that the light of God guides our path because Jesus is the way. He's the truth. He's the life. John eight twelve, Then spake Jesus again unto them, saying, I am the light of the world. He that followeth me shall not walk in darkness, but shall have the light of life. 1 John 2 and 8, at the same time, it is a new commandment that I am writing to you, which is true in him and in you, because the darkness is passing away, and the true light is already shining. Matthew 6, 22 through 24, the light of the body is the eye. If therefore thine eye be single, thy whole body shall be full of light, but if thine I be evil, thy whole body shall be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness. No man can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. And what was being explained here was that if the eye be single, if it be in agreement, the whole body shall be full of light. Two masters, you can't serve them. How great will the darkness be is what he was explaining. You have to be in agreement. Your vision has to be upon Jesus in agreement, not in division, not in separation, not in double-mindedness, in single-mindedness, in a single vision, in an agreed vision. Agreed, in agreement, your vision. Luke 11 33 through 36, no man, when he hath lighted a candle, putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in may see the light. The light of the body is the eye. Therefore, when thine eye is single, thy whole body also is full of light. But when thine eye is evil, thy body also is full of darkness. Take heed, therefore, that the light which is in thee be not darkness. If thy whole body, therefore, be full of light, having no part dark, the whole shall be full of light, as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. Again, the light isn't brought to be put underneath something. It's not meant to be hidden. It's not meant to be withheld, a secret, put into darkness. The light is meant to be shared. The truth is meant to be shared. The gospel 
of Jesus Christ is not meant to be hidden, but shared. Shared. Because it's light that lights the path of those who see it, who need help in their walk, who need to know where to go for salvation, for healing, for comfort and deliverance, wisdom, salvation, sozo. The eye is the lens of the view for which the body facilitates what our spirits experience. So it's a tool. Purpose is to give the truth to the body, to the spirit, to you. Your eye is a tool. It shows you. It receives and senses the information, and it sends it to our brains, which processes the signal. It's up to your spirit what it does with the flow of vision, with that information. It has to discern or yada. Everything, therefore, the eye is merely a tool. It's a tool by which people interact with the world around us, interpret the reality and interact with it, just like the ears and the other members of the body. They're, these are just tools that pass the incoming data, the incoming messages and signals along to the inner man. The sounds and the images we get from our eyes and ears, they are what they are. And these tools are they're, they're indiscriminate observers. Your eyes don't think for themselves and your ears don't think for themselves. They're, they're in service to you. It's our spirit man that inter- interprets the per- participating body parts are just gateways for our reality around us. It's the spirit man that chooses to react to it. These are just conduits that provide the information to you. And without light, there's no vision. The whole spectrum of colors is nothing if there's no light to reveal it to you, to enable you to perceive by your eyes. Without light, there is no vision. Without the word of God, there is no understanding. Without light, there is no vision. And that's true of the natural and in the spiritual. But more importantly, the spiritual. Do not err, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and cometh down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Of his own will begat he us with the word of truth, that we should be a kind of firstfruits of his creatures. James 1, 16 through 18. See, God's own Holy Spirit opens the eyes both naturally but also spiritually and it's through Jesus Christ it's Jesus who opens blind eyes as very much cares of physical condition your physical human condition and wants you to see but it's more important for you to see first spiritually Matthew thirteen thirteen he said, This is why I speak to them in parables, because seeing they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. It's by Jesus. It's through 
Jesus that we see. Ephesians 1, 17 and 18, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which he has called you. What are the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints? He wants you to know. And he's the light that shines the way for you to get there, to navigate back to God. He, it is Jesus, through Jesus, that we are reconnected back to God. Matthew sixteen seventeen, and Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. See, Simon had a revelation. He saw Jesus for who he was, the visitation of God, his love manifested in the flesh right before him. The love of God manifested in person, in the flesh. The word of God manifested in person and in the flesh. I'm going to say it again. The word of God, the love of God manifested in person and in the flesh. The visitation of God. John 12, 35 So Jesus said to them, the light is among you for a little while longer. Walk while you have the light, lest darkness overtake you. The one who walks in darkness does not know where he is going. It is this revelation or revealing of the word of God in the flesh, the light of the world, who navigates, who helps us navigate back to God. 2 Corinthians 4 Therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not. But God, I'm sorry, correction, but have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. For we preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord, and ourselves your servants for Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness hath shined in our hearts. To give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our body. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake, that the life also of Jesus might be made manifest in our mortal flesh. So then death worketh in us, but life in you. 
we having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Jesus shall raise up us also by Jesus, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sake, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, rebound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but through our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, work is for us a far more exceeding and ex- ex- eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. Again, I mentioned to you that Saul, while en route to Damascus, intended on evil to arrest and to persecute and, and, and afflict believers of Christ. He's confronted by God's own Holy Spirit, by Jesus. Acts 2, 26, 13 through 18. At midday, O king, I saw in the way a light from heaven above the brightness of the sun shining round about me and them which journeyed with me. And when we were all fallen to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecutest thou me? It is hard for thee to kick against the pricks. And I said, who art thou, Lord? And he said, I am Jesus, whom thou persecutest. But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness, both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles, unto whom now I send thee, their eyes, and to turn them from darkness to light, and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inherit among them which are sanctified by faith that is in them. But after Saul's natural eyes and spiritual eyes are opened, he is transformed by God. His name changed to Paul by God. Paul now is sent to preach the good news. And here he writes this prayer to the church in Ephesus. And in Ephesians 1, 17 through 23, he says, That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling and what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to usward who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And hath put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. First Thessalonians 5, 4 through 8, But you are not in darkness, brothers, for that day to surprise you like a thief. 
For you are all children of light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. So then let us not sleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who get drunk are drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober, having put on the breastplate of faith and love for a helmet of the hope of salvation. Second Corinthians 4, 6, For God who said, Let light shine out of darkness, has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. For at one time you were in darkness, but now you are in light in the Lord as children of light, Ephesians 5, 8. Walk as children of light. 1 Peter 2, 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. John the Revelator, uh, when he when he writes a revelation, he writes of what he actually saw. And like we like we read earlier, you know, when Elisha asked God to open the eyes of the servant, you know, there's a revealing a spirit of revelation in the world today. And you've heard it so many times on this uh, on the Ted line that. God reveals to heal. You know, there's so much that's going on when God's revealing. See, when God's revealing, when his light shines, wickedness is exposed. Not only is wickedness exposed, but the truth is revealed. Hope is revealed. Jesus is revealed. Your path is laid out before you, plain in sight, in plain sight. And so you can walk in daylight, even though the day seems dark, even though around you the reality for the world might be defined as dark. Your reality is daylight. Your reality is an open path in front of you. Your reality in Christ is daylight. And so being revealed, you have victory. You see the end from the beginning because you can see. Revelation 21, 22 through 27 says, And I saw no temple there, and for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon, to shine in it. For the glory of God did light, and the Lamb is the light thereof. And the nations of them which our saved shall walk in the light of it. And the kings of the earth do bring their glory and honor into it. And the gates of it shall not be shut at all by day. For there shall be no night, and they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. And there shall be in no wise enter into it anything that defileth, neither whatsoever worketh abomination or maketh a lie. But they which are written in the Lamb's book of life. 
See, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me, Jesus said in John 14, 6. No one. See, Jesus is the way. He shines the light before us to see, to reveal him. He reveals himself. Today, more than anything, the revelation of Jesus Christ is what we need. Acts 4.12, and there is salvation in none else, for there is no other name under heaven, given among men by which we must be saved. It's Jesus. Jesus. He says, I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. John 10.9. Ephesians 2.18, for through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father, through Jesus. Jesus. John eleven twenty five and 26, Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet shall he live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? John 1, 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we have seen his glory. We have seen his glory, glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. We've seen his glory because God allowed us to see. God opens blinded eyes. He brings people out of darkness into the light. First John 5.20, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding so that we may know him who is true. And we are in him who is true, in his son, Jesus Christ. He is the true God in eternal life. Matthew five sixteen. let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. What light in you could shine before men? What possible light could there be that people would see in you? It's the light of Jesus Christ. So I ask you this morning, when the light shines into darkness, who's going to comprehend? Who's going to grasp it? Who's going to take hold, lay hold of that light? Jesus Christ. It's my prayer to you this morning. It's my prayer to God this morning that you hear the word of God and that his truth, that He, his light would be received, believed on. Received, and that you would be transformed, given a new name, and that your name would be written in the Lamb's Book of Life, that you would be given a new life in Jesus. Transformed, and that your blinded eyes would be open if your eyes are blind, and that you would have wisdom if you had a question, and that you would have deliverance if you are in need of deliverance, and that you would have healing if you are sick, and that you would have victory if you are afflicted or in bondage delivered. In Jesus Christ. Ted, I want to thank you for being with me this morning. Comprehend, grab a hold of, lay hold of Jesus Christ this morning. We'll see you tomorrow morning in Jesus' name.
Just the very thing you've done for me today It's the easiest thing for me to stand and say Lord, you know I love you Love you from the bottom of my heart May I add I'd love you To everyone I know just who you are Every time you've heard my lonesome cry You've committed to never ever pass me by Lord, you know I'm thankful Thankful just to know that you are near May I add that love you Sing it to every soul who wants to
Bye. 